the crazy. I, uh, I oh wait, we're recording now. I just scratch that. Yeah, don't take the crazy part out. No, no, leave the crazy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Mike. Hey, should I do a uh, should we're, I do an intro? We're yeah, we're fifteen seconds in. You should probably do an intro. Oh, this is the best stuff. How do I do this again? Oh yeah. Hey. Yeah, Wait. that's right. Izzy bitches at me for at least 25 seconds, and, and then, then I go. And then I tell you, bring it on, sexy. <laughs> what are we? Wait a second. Do you have like a snappy phrase that you're going to use for tonight that we haven't heard yet? Um, No. Okay. Just as long as it's not like scratchy toilet paper of podcasting, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that gives me an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies... And gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe I've Said Too Much, the acorn toilet paper of internet podcasting. I am your host, Mike Laffey, and I will be your guide on this crazy, nonsensical trip through the internet airwaves. I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Joel Crawford of the Missing Digit Woodshop and Izzy Swan of all things Izzy Swan. Gentlemen, hey, it's uh, it's good to hear your sexy, soothing voices yet again. It's uh, it's our pleasure, Mr. Mike, Mr. Miyagi Mike. Hey, I've actually I've got a funny thing. I uh, what? what, what? I, well, uh, well. <laughs> so, so you you reminded me of a thing, which is uh, uh, when nobody tells you when you're a younger gentleman that later in life, as you get to middle age and later on that eating nuts and like especially like almonds uh that it while pleasurable on the intake can get rather nasty on the output and i did not i did not fully understand that apparently um so i've had this conversation with a couple people don't don't lay this on just me Oh. Apparently, it is well, not an uncommon uh, occurrence. Here's here's the issue, Joe. I mean, Izzy and I know that you're just kind of spitballing, but a lot of people listening to this are going to be like, "Wow, they met beforehand, and this was the thing they wanted to talk about." Because <laughs> <laughs> we are we're two minutes into this podcast, and we're talking about almonds. I'm just and- trying to give a warning to the general public. That be aware that, well, what is good for you in your 20s turns into uh, glass shards in your 40s. <laughs> Got it. I was really, I was waiting for you to go balls on the water. Um, you know, no, no, no. That's a, no, you no. went a completely different direction. I, oh, and hats you guys, off to you, I, 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 I got to go wash my hair, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Got weird. Izzy, is you don't have any. Actually, I, I do. I have like Easy. an inch and a half now. No, no, no. No, I mean, he cuts it all off. I'm not saying he's losing it. I'm saying I've seen him. He wears it like, uh, I guess he, what do you do then? Do you do that in Imperial or Metric when you tell the lady to cut it all off? Uh, it's usually back home, my um, daughters do it. They're like, they grab the razor and whichever particular razor shield they happen to put on it is what I end up with. But Gotcha. Um, I'm in the Great White North now, so hair is uh, a necessity. You know, you have to have a little hair on your top knob, otherwise you're wearing a big fat, you know, cap around all winter. So, gotcha. I don't. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> we're, we're talking about hair. <laughs> what, We've moved point, on. We've gone from almonds to hair. I don't even know. Like what? I feel like I'm on a ride, except I never bought a ticket, <laughs> and I don't remember buckling in. But uh, and I can't get off. 
I don't want to get off. You keep me on. Hold me tight, tiny dancer. Oh, boy. Here we go. Something. I don't know. This is a... Uh, well, listen, uh, you know, they made it through the holidays. Um, I've been working a billion miles an hour, which uh, I'm looking forward to not doing that for much longer. Hopefully things will slow down for me a little bit because I'm, I'm running on the ragged edge right now. Um, I... I barely made anything over the holiday break. I happened to slap a cutting board together for myself because, you know, if you're a woodworker, you have to make one of those. It's it's a contractual obligation. Um, and I realized as I was preparing Thanksgiving dinner that I don't own a cutting board that isn't made of cheap plastic purchased from Ikea. So I, I the, the shame overwhelmed me. So <laughs> I went out and whipped one together real quick with some scrap and... Then I was the hero, but by the time it dried and I put the beeswax on it, it was already gone. You know, the the, the holiday had come and left. But, um, <laughs> so, oh, but, uh, the cutting boards. Oh yeah, hey, we just, you know what you should we, do. We just did a cutting board challenge for um, for uh, November in Toolmasters, and we there were some gorgeous. Wow, are there some gorgeous cutting boards? Yeah, well, the, I mean, I actually it's the, I, it's one of the first things I've made that didn't involve the CNC machine like <laughs> since I got it. So I can actually see it looking over at me going, uh, hello, do I get to play? You're like, Shh, take a, take a break, <laughs> ice up. But, um, so do, uh, Joel, what you been up to, uh, since our last encounter? Uh, well, we're in full swing for the shop. Uh, we are supplying many, a, uh, customer with their holiday gifts. And um, that's missingdigitwoodshop.com, by the way. It is missingdigit.com. Yeah, thank you. Missingdigit.com, by the way. Missingdigitwoodshop.com. 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 Edu. We're only supposed to say it three times. After that, it gets old. The so so we've got you know everybody's doing their thing. We just had our Thanksgiving dinner. At the shop, we shut down the day before Thanksgiving uh, at about lunchtime, and I roast a turkey, and we do, you know, dressing and all the fixings. And this is and at missingdigitwoodshop.com? This is at <laughs> missingdigitwoodshop.com. And, uh, and so, yeah, so that's what we did. And that's, uh, you know, we've been working around the new Crawford compound uh and getting it ready there's been painters here and hvac guys and all the things that you and know they, they showed do. up when they said they were going to you know surprisingly they're all very good i'm gonna there are oh, other things i need you, to have done i don't want to jinx myself that when is you, so exciting. when you I, hire people exciting. and they don't have to climb out of a giant pine tree to meet you in the, in the great northwest <laughs> right. or whatever the hell you're talking about they uh surprisingly they'll show up there was a bear in my way. I couldn't make it here for three hours. Oh, that just, I don't know. That just makes me happy to hear that that still exists. Out there. No, it's, uh, I had some, I, in fact, I have a, I have a painter. There's a young kid, 24, who's just amazing. And, and I thought uh, you were going to say he's gorgeous. He's, he's just gorgeous. <laughs> he paints with um, his shirt off. He's like, like Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we, yeah, the problem with that is that my ceilings are all messed up now. He's just—he's a great painter. He's just not a very good artist. Oh, um, <laughs> but you know, I keep him around because he doesn't wear a shirt. So the so yeah, everything everything's you know we're doing the we're doing the house moving thing. So yeah. I'm learning how to clean and close a pool. 
which is something I've never done in my life. I've always used other people's pools, which I think is now my preferred method of owning a pool, which is not to and have somebody else own it. So, yeah. By the way, that house, I mean, that mortgage guy that you picked, I'm just saying. <laughs> what, what, mor what mortgage agency is that again? It's the, uh, I don't really even know, to be honest with you. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't advertise them on this because uh, I'm not sure they want to be associated with some of the topics we discuss. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame so, you. If, yeah, you uh, if you're in the market for a uh, cutting board or mortgage, uh, you should probably find uh, Mike Laffey. Yeah. Uh, at, speaking, if you need. At, speaking of which, at, Mike. At MiyagiMike.com. <laughs> we are, we're probably going to be talking. Thing. Nope, I'm buying it now. Jesus. Mike, we're probably going to be talking about a mortgage here this spring up here in Michigan because I know you can sell here. So, well, I, I'm I'm in fact licensed there, which makes me sad. Yeah, he's your dealer. Every time I every time I get someone a mortgage on a house in Michigan, the the overwhelming thought that now they have to live in Michigan hits me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good news is um, I, I don't have to live here year round, so and I have no <laughs> intentions of doing so. Ooh, well, we're not going to say that on your application. If anyone asks, it's your primary residence and will be for at least 12 months. <laughs> hey, uh, I didn't uh, say it wasn't going to be my primary. I just said I wouldn't stay here year-round. Yes, hey, yes. Izzy, what, what uh, are you staying there for the next few months? Uh, you know, I honestly am not 100% sure. Unlike yourself, I have not had a lot of good luck with um, utility folks showing up when they said they were going to. And um, right now, I'm spending a fortune running diesel to heat my shop and um, I'm getting a little tired of it. So I may actually just shut things down for a month and go get my back operated on. So I've been putting off a back surgery and uh, hang out with some kids and make some cool videos using a hammer and a skill saw. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to tell you if you're doing this whole, uh, you know, summer home, winter home thing, you're uh -huh. doing it the wrong way. <laughs> Stay yeah, the hell out you, of Michigan. You turned winter. the calendar upside down. <laughs> I happen to, I happen to like cold weather. I happen to love the snow, and I have had a couple of snowmobiles on my radar. As um, after I have the shop finished and the, all the extra money I've got going into that, so does Prius um, make a snowmobile? I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> no, but I, they, I may actually turn a Prius into one. So oh. yeah, I'd like to say you'd be my hero, but I'd be lying to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> so. it's kind of funny. It's really been very entertaining because, you know, we're in, we're in Kalkaska and the locals affectionately call it Kaltucky. Um, everybody here drives a truck. Everybody here drives a truck. And then you uh, see me. Because it's been snowing up. since June. Well, no, so. yeah, Kalkaska, not that bad. But we will, we'll have snow for three months, maybe. Hmm. Um, but here's the thing. The, the, the Prius weighs 3,200 pounds. It's front-wheel drive. It's got great tires. It handles just fine in the snow. No worries. But the, the fun part is that I get, out of the, I get out with my no sleeves and tattooed arms and have backwards hat and scowl on my face because I'm usually up way too early. Uh, and it's really it's something to watch. If you could watch the people that watch me get out of the Prius when I go to get diesel in the morning to feed the torpedo heater so I don't freeze to death in the shop... <laughs> It, that would make a great YouTube video. I'm <laughs> just, you know, that would just be some, you know, some cheerful, funny music playing in the background and people's faces as they see me get out of the Prius. That would be a, the perfect YouTube video. Well, that's, uh, I, please set that up. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, even if you don't share it on YouTube, I think that should be at the very least a maybe I've said too much uh, <laughs> patron exclusive. Well, I got this, there's this little dive here, and it's a cute place, and they have great. It's called great, Michigan. No, it's called B and B. It's B and B Burgers and Breakfast, and uh, you know they put a lot of thought into the title. Um, but it's it's just this. I can't describe it. It's one of those really nice, homey, mom and pop type feeling, and the staff there is just wonderful. So I go there every morning and have coffee. And one of the guy, one of the regulars, saw me get. He didn't realize I drove a Prius. Saw me get out of the Prius and walk in and sit down. And he followed me in behind me and sat down next next to me. He says, "You know, I've been having breakfast with you for about a month now, and you are. N- I would have never in a million years guessed you drove a Prius." <laughs> Did he start hitting on you immediately after? No, no. no. <laughs> but he did talk a lot about deer hunting and trucks. So. Oh. Yeah, that's um I'd be if you could do a snowmobile, you should make one out of wood that's powered by a drill. If if I stick out if I stick the winter out here, if I can manage to get the the heat actually hooked up and the electrician to actually show up and the internet to actually get hooked up, um, which I've been trying to get done now for seven weeks um i may i may stick out winter if not i may take a little hiatus and go play around the country i want to um i want to get over to california and while it's because it's still warm there and yeah but you can build a snowmobile out of wood anywhere i mean you don't need the snow to drive on (laughs) if you're going to do it with tracks and all that proper stuff you really should i've actually been waiting for you to do something with tracks i just i assumed that the Izzy Tank... I have done uh, something with tracks. I just never made it to YouTube. Oh, uh, well, mm. that's a shame. I just assumed there'd be some sort of ATV slash tank vehicle that we could arm and uh, and and shoot things. You know. Actually, you guys know Wes Wayne from Geeksmithing. Uh, sure. This guy, I love Wes to death. He He's a phenomenal, he's got a phenomenal mind, and he's just one of the best guys I know. And uh, we were talking a while back about doing a project that was a, an octoped. Octoped? Yeah, eight legs. And, um, you know, of course, Wes, Wes doesn't do anything small. If you guys think I have, you know, do crazy projects, start talking to Wes about stuff. He, he, you know, anything that he starts getting involved in, he wants to add, you know, just make it completely over the top. And um, I think it would be fun to do do a project with Wes and weaponize it, and you know maybe really do something crazy like I don't know, you know, self you know seek some guidance some systems in it. <laughs> Jesus, I don't. <laughs> but I did look it up. I did look it up. It is actually illegal to own a weapon on a tripod or anything set up that has self that has a guidance system. Or um, remote-controlled gun I, system. I have a weird feeling that people in black vans are probably going to be interviewing Joel and myself at some point <laughs> after this. Oh yeah, don't don't episode bet, count on it. Up. No, not maybe not after this episode, but sooner they, or later. They so. usually just buy the house next to mine. For, <laughs> but now there ease. isn't a house next to yours. No, there's a lake. Well, fourteen of them. Yeah, there is. So, God, that house. No, I'm. I'm usually if if I think I'm interested in doing something that might be questionable, I'll look it up because you know I have too much to live for, and I don't want to be somebody's girlfriend. Hmm. Yeah. Really? Because I just got bummed out. 
<laughs> well, I, was, I don't want to be somebody's girlfriend in prison. Oh, well, I mean. That's semantics. just for pretend and, and playtime. Yeah, it's just, you know, never mind. I was, I was going to say something, but I could hear my human resources department dying. Hey, guys, I became a full-time maker today. How's that? I said something <laughs> stupid on the Internet. <laughs> so, I don't have to worry about that whole job thing anymore. I'll be sanding at missing digit woodshop $14 a day with his but, ass uh, super glued to a metal chair that would be yeah. great. Hey, so, hey listen it is not $14 a day it's $15 a day and I buy all the drinks you can drink uh, you'd probably rather pay me an hourly rate yeah I was just thinking because the okay. coffee I drink is a little I'm, bit pricey I'm, I'm sorry uh, it was coffee and soft drinks but, yeah that's uh, yeah I was going to say because I could probably drink as much as we all weigh and, and I'd be at least willing to try, so especially if that was on the uh, the listed benefits of the job. But well, we always keep we always keep beer and other things in the fridge because occasionally people like yourselves will pop into the shop, and what turns into my normal day, then we hang out in the shop until seven or eight o'clock at night, shooting the various uh, bullshits and uh, cracking open beers. And the more beers we crack open the later the evening gets it seems to be joel mm. you, you yeah. might want to think about putting a little southern comfort in there and maybe a taco or two well i would do both if you weren't a whole continent away i am quite literally 14 and a half hours from your front doorstep yeah well which is way too many hours that's you no, know that's a leisurely drive for my my dumb butt that's hey, actually uh, about how long it takes me to get back to my original uh, my original stomping grounds of upstate New York. Yeah. Wait, are you on the, the is, are you on the south side of Atlanta now or north? Where are you? Me? I'm if on the west side. No, I'm west, I, side. west side. West side. So Ooh, like west uh, side. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I can avoid <laughs> if, Atlanta entirely if I come right. see you. Yeah. So if you if you picked uh, if you picked Atlanta and you picked Alabama, I'm right between the two. Oh. So you can you, know, you can fly into Birmingham and just. Just go that no, way, or you can. Fly. I don't fly unless I have to go to California. <coughs> That's right. I hurry. forgot about that. I'll put his address in the link down below. Yeah, please. <laughs> Description down below. Actually, I've been. I've been. Actually, it's very funny that you say that because I have people all the time who I just like. Yeah, come on over. I don't. I had a friend over, nice guy, and this and that, and I, you know, people stop by because I know enough people in the maker community. Saying, hey, I'm flying to do Atlanta. Where are you at? And I'm like, oh, here's my address. Go ahead. Go hey, wild. You know, if I shut the doors here for a month or two, I, you guaranteed I'm going to make a swing by visit and say hi. So, Oh, yeah. Dude, I, got, I, I happen to have a place you could stay. So I actually need to make a trip down there just to make one at this point. So i got to see the new place. Yeah, and you're only like, what, four hours, five hours away? Nah, mm. he's maybe three and a half. Oh, he hasn't. Yeah. Lame. I, I, he's been buying a house. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not going. I down drive that being far. Painted. I drive that far for breakfast. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's because you choices. have. That's because <laughs> that's because you have a Prius. Prius, yeah. and it only costs two dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> spent nine dollars this week on fuel. It's awesome. That's actually pretty close to what I did spend this. Well, no, that's what I spent the last ten days on fuel. I love the dichotomy of the fact that you spend like eight dollars in gasoline. And probably four hundred dollars <laughs> in diesel. Oh, a week. oh yeah, 
no, no. You, you know how many miles per gallon your diesel gets? Zero. It's 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 more than that. You know, I mean, it's twenty. It's basically uh, one uh, two thousand one hundred twenty-eight dollars a month to heat That's my shop right now. Insane. Jesus. Put up some curtains and only heat half of it. No. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, no. Go get some drop cloth. Sorry, and, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit when I was, but yeah. Well, you can understand my disdain for not having the utilities people show up. Right. Oh no, I get it. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty aggravating. Especially but. when I have two perfectly good infrared heat tubes just sitting there waiting to be hooked up. Hmm. I would so. kick them in the nards. Well, oh. I would at least write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> they were supposed to come. They were supposed to. I have a. I have a natural gas heater, a torpedo heater, sitting there. That I mean, literally could be hooked up to the lines right now and would like knock my heating bill down by seventy five percent. You know. Um, but they were supposed to come hook it up last week, and they never showed up. I finally got you know like okay maybe they're a day late. Um, well, I finally got uh, a little irritated, c- called them, and I got an email twenty hours later, twenty four hours later that that I forgot to sign some paperwork that they never told me I was supposed to sign. And mm. then now that, now that that's done, they can schedule it. That might be another two weeks before they get here. Gotcha. Well, one of the, cool. uh, not to get completely off the subject, but we're 20 minutes in. Are we? Holy <laughs> so, cow. We've been uh, ranting no, for good. 20 minutes. Um, well, no, the, uh, one of the things I just kind of wanted to, um, talk about and it's you know just just to kind of get it out there and say it because um i've noticed i've talked to a couple people sort of offline about this and it's something i felt a little bit and this is this is not anywhere near along the lines of the conversation we were just having so um if you're wondering why we switch gears all of a sudden it just because is the answer but um this time of year for a lot of people um you know there's a very romantic version of um, the holidays, right? So it's, uh, people are, you know, they're, they're, they're excited and, you know, everything, all the holiday movies come out, you know, make it like, you know, it's all cheery and everybody's more giving and everybody's more thankful and everybody's more blah, 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 blah. Right. And, um, you know, for a lot of people this time of year, you know, and I, and I've, again, I've kind of talked to a lot of folks uh, about this a little bit offline, but, um, for a lot of people, this time of year is very sort of, it's a very tough time of year for a lot of folks. It's a very um, depressing, very sad, you know, it can be very lonely this time of year because the expectations are so high for, you know, just you're supposed to buy people things. You're supposed to be in touch with more people. The people you really love reach out to you, um, you know, or sort of all that stuff. And, and I think that the uh, the realities behind um, the actual holidays, I, you know, I, I think it's probably worth just talking about even briefly, um, you know, that this is a very tough time of year for a lot of folks. You know, a lot of people have lost people throughout the year. A lot of folks have, you know, they, they've just had tough times. And financially, this this time of year can put a lot of strain on folks because, you know, you got to buy your kid the new iPhone and they want the blah, 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 and this and the other thing. And I grew up in a household that didn't have much. Um, my parents were divorced when I was like nine years old. Um, my house was, you know, my mother was, she was a waitress. You know, she lived on tips trying to, you know, raise a family of three. We used to get our heat shut off, you know, all the time. And, um, 
you know, we'd get one that we, we'd steal cable from people. We'd, you know, just all kinds of stuff. So, um, that was, you know, we, we didn't have anything. And my mother used to spend a lot of time on, you know, it wasn't about the gifts under the trees. It was about the traditions. So putting up the trees was a big deal. Singing Christmas songs was a big deal. Being around family was a big deal. And by the time you got to, you know, opening up the presents, the gifts that you really, really wanted were never there. But the time surrounding that was really, you know, more important. It was, it was just, um, th there's a lot of things that you can do this time of year that don't involve spending money, that don't involve you, you know, having to reach out to everybody, that don't involve you having to spend a lot of time wondering why things aren't going your way or whatever you have. And it's okay to know that, you know, during this time of year, when you start to get down, when you start to feel lonely, when you start to feel insufficient, you know, you're, you just don't think you're doing enough or have enough or, or capable of enough, that you're not alone in those feelings. Um, you know, a lot of people feel that way. And it's okay to, to kind of come to terms with that. It's okay to be, you know, to, to not have that romantic version of, of what Christmas is. To, to, you know, not have everything all cheers and, you know, the, everything is perfect and everybody's perfect. And, you know, it's just to the, you know, that, that isn't the case for a lot of people. Um, and that's okay. It's okay to say that it's okay to have that expectation. You're not a failure as a person. if you're not able to, you know, get your kid the newest iPhone or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, the traditions and the stuff that you do with your family and the things that you spend time with your family and, you know, people that don't go out on Thanksgiving for, you know, the next Black Friday sale that take that time to spend with their family instead. Those things will outlast, you know, any gift that you give a child. Any, you know, my, all of the toys that I got when I was a kid, I, I don't think I could tell you any of them, but I can tell you the times that, you know, my, we were putting a manger together or something or putting Christmas lights up and my mother reached too far and she farted and, <laughs> you know, or, um, you know, or we'd be at my grandmother's and she'd help, you know, I'd help her stir the uh, mashed potatoes and, you know, go flying out into her hair and, um, you know, just, just stuff like that. I mean, those are the things that really kind of carry with you year over year that really, um, you know, that, that really means something. The presence and the things that you try to make important never become important, you know. And, and I think that, you know, I think a lot of people just kind of need to hear that and understand that, and it's okay, you know. Just just let some of that go because this time of year can be so, so much anxiety can come from this, and people don't have that expectation that that's going to be a you know, reality. And, you know, you just, you get a lot of people that get very, very, very sad, very lonely, you know, very down during this time of year. And that's okay. I mean, it's, you know, there's not everything is perfect. This may not be your best year ever, you know, but you just, um, you know, you're, you're never in it alone. You know, if you get down and depressed, message some of us on the, on the show, reach out to friends that you haven't talked to in a while, you know, do something to kind of pull yourself out of it. But, um, yeah, just to, I keep having this conversation over and over again with folks, and it's just like, wow, there's, you know, the, this perfect ideal of what we think Christmas is or the holidays are. You know, if you don't celebrate Christmas or whatever you're into, um, you know, it, it seems like a lot more and more, especially as I get older, people are just more removed from that. 
And, um, you know, I, I just think that it's okay to talk about and it's okay to have that as an expectation that it's not going to be perfect. So it's a, it's a tough time when you have, um, you know, when, when there's, there's, uh, you know, th- this is a buildup all your life, you know, as a kid, this is something you look forward to and you have those idealized thoughts and there's, there's something about as you grow up and understand the world maybe was presented to you a little differently, you know, where Santa Claus comes down the chimney, everything kind of happens and the people work hard to make the child's, you know, this time of year. So when you grow up, you have a tendency to see that there's, you know, there's a lot of magic to be seen. Um, but there can be a lot of bad stuff that gets trapped in here and missed expectations. And, and sometimes when you don't feel like you have the things you need, um, whether that's a divorce or a death or something like that, this time of year can get, I mean, it's, it's a, it can be a tough thing because it just further amplifies those, those things that you've been wanting or longing for. But yeah, always, always reach out to friends, always talk. If you're, if you're a smart person, you have good friends around that usually can understand that. And, um, if they can't, then let us know or someone like us. And, um, yeah, this is, this is a good time of year to, to reach out to friends. If there's other issues that you can't talk to family, or maybe there isn't the right family around anymore. Um, I know that's an issue sometimes in our house because, uh, Margo's brother passed away just around Christmas. So, and it was unexpected and devastating. Hmm. Yeah, and that's and, and again, I mean, I know a lot of folks that listen to this 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 show. You know, they, they I mean, I, I me, I talk to people on a financial level, so I, you know, I I, I deal with people who are, um, you know, you have to be very kind of vulnerable sometimes to talk to somebody in my situation where, you know, um, because if you're looking to buy a house, I'm going to know more about you than you're going to tell anybody. Um, you know, in a very short period of time too. I mean, you know, I'm going to know how much you owe people, what kind of money you make. I mean, just the, the, the very personal things that you just don't share with other folks. You know I mean? No one, no one really spends that much time talking with that, particularly to complete strangers. So, um, you know, when I, I come across people who are, you know, they, they're, they're just in a tough spot. They're, you know, they, they, they Hey, I'm, I'm trying to figure some things out. You know, I want to buy a house, but they just don't have any plans. And, and so, I mean, you can, you can see that hurt on people and particularly around this time of year. Um, you know, when you talk to people the, the frustration is always, it's always, it's always more, you know, the sides are always deeper. The, the frustration of not being able to do something is just always, it seems to be more sort of amplified. And, um, you know, and I, and I get that. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, like I said, we just didn't, we didn't have stuff. Um, you know, I mean, we used to, in upstate New York, when they shut your power off, um, they had to give you enough energy to run your heater, you know? So we would have, when the heater would turn off, you could turn on a TV and then like one lamp, you know, like that was until the heater kicked back on, then you had to shut everything else or some regulator would pop and you'd lose it all for like five minutes. So we, you know, that's the, when we were kids, that was kind of the way we, we sort of managed our lives, you know? So Christmas was just not a thing, you know I mean? We just didn't have, um, you know, the Santa didn't bring us anything, you know, my, my, now it was equally more frustrating for my mother was that my father, um, he had remarried 
and they had more of a traditional household. You know, both of them had good jobs. They made good money. We go up there and get all kinds of stuff. And, um, you know, then we come home with it and, you know, we'd have all these cool, shiny gadgets and my mother would see us playing with all these things that she couldn't provide for us. So it was, you know, for her, that was always a devastating time, you know, and it was, um, but she used to fight through that and she used to make it about the, you know, the traditions and the family and the, you know, all that stuff. So it was just, um, you know, it's, I understand what that pain feels like. I understand, you know, carrying that around. I I grew up watching it, you know, so, um, you know, it's just, uh, I, I don't know what the answer is. I just think that, I think it's a good topic to just sort of say, you know, just just one of those things to talk about because, you know, silence kills people. Um, you know, people think they're alone when they're not. You know, there's you're always experiencing things like this with other people, you know, and if if they're not going through it at the time, their turn's coming. You know, it's just yeah. <laughs> we we all hit the patches. You know what I mean? So, yeah, for sure. But, yeah. So I, that I, was all. I just wanted guys, to kind of touch on that because that's been, you know, it's just it's it's been something that's that's that keeps getting presented to me. Um, and I'm a good listener, and I always have a dick joke, you know, on standby. So <clears throat> people, you know, they don't they like talking to me because you know they they're they're going to get a giggle at least once, um, you know. And and, I, and I'm good to I'm good at listening to people's problems. So um, I, I get a lot more of this from folks this time of year, you know. And I just I. Hmm. I, I this may be boring the piss out of some of you, but you know, if it touches one person, it's, it's worth having the conversation. So, yeah, absolutely. You guys got to quit talking about all this feeling stuff. I don't know what to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) You're touching me on the insides. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I remember I, Christmas for me was never, um, never something, you know, magical or special, at least not that I can remember. Um, what I do remember is spending a lot of time deflecting my father's hot head and my mother's, um, you know, uh, anger just from not, you know, being upset away from my brother and sister, you know, and Christmas was always a time of lots of fighting for us. So mm-hmm. <laughs> for my family growing up and it, so it was never anything really that special to me. Now there are moments, like I remember when I was, I couldn't have been more than nine or 10, um, laying on the couch and, you know, we had this little well, if you follow me on Instagram, you see where I grew up, you know, in this little shack. And, uh, you know, dad would get a generator every Christmas and so we could have Christmas lights because we didn't have power. And um, so I remember one night we were laying there and there's had the generator was still on and everybody was kind of quiet and doing their own thing and just sitting there laying. And all the lights were, you know, there weren't any candles lit or propane lights on or anything. And the tree was all lit up and just seeing the pine needles and everything against the the wood walls um you know that that stuff like that those those quiet moments like that were always more important to me than i think any other part of it but yeah it's crazy what you remember when you're a kid yeah i mean it's it's, you know it's it's funny the things you pick out and like especially as parents now you know you do your very best to get you know you want to make sure your kids are taken care of yeah you want to you know there's there's well, I always have to laugh because, because like, you know, as parents, you know, I always know where my son is. I always know where my daughter is. Sure. You know, I, I keep track and tabs of them. My parents, you know, 70s and 80s, they, we lived on a cul-de-sac. And, uh, you know, we'd just be like, okay, we're going out. And it would be like, okay, uh, see ya. You know, just, just make sure you're home before dark or, you know, dinner is at 5 whatever 
and make sure you're, you know, in time to wash up. And it just like, I don't think I saw my parents for like 12 hours a day. Yeah. So, so in, it's, it's a very funny, and I, I can remember I had some of the most fun times growing up where there was an adult in, you know, a quarter mile of us, you know, doing, doing stupid kid stuff, but generally having fun. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's funny that you, you tend to remember those weird little things, not the new shiny bike or the thing that, you know, unless it's something that's been on your wish list for like five years. Yeah. I imagine if my parents bought me a pony, I'd probably remember the pony, but I, remember, I didn't want a pony. I remember, I remember you know, my, my sister and I trying convincing Lempy Miller that rabbit poop was Indian bread. And it was left by, you know, uh, invisible Indians. And it was a gift and getting her to eat it. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag yeah. Indian bread. Yeah. That's, that's got to be a thing at some point, right? No, the, I mean, uh, you know, those are the kinds of things that stick out most in my mind, you know. Um, uh, so, as far as, you know, the Christmas thing goes, you know, here's the thing. And it, it, I think it goes for... I'd like to say, you know, 90% of us um, out there in the world, the wor- you know, working class folks, we go to, we have jobs, we have families, we do what we have to do. Um, you know, we've, we've all been, most of us have been to the top of our own mountain and to the bottom of it. And sometimes when you're at the bottom of the mountain and Christmas rolls around, it's hard, you know, because um, you know you can't do what you want to do maybe for your family or your kids or, or whatever. And that, that's, you know, but... Again, it, it goes back to that whole thing we talked about, I think, in our third or fourth episode was perspective and how you look at it, you know. And, um, for me, I'm not big on holidays, you know. Uh, they don't, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Um, like, I, I worked all day Thanksgiving. I built a, I built a backdrop for my new little filming area, and it was a very good day for me. <laughs> so, I was, it was a great day. Um, my... Just, just the time I spend with my family, when I spend it with them, is very special to me. So it, it doesn't matter if it's on a, a day when everybody else is eating turkey or whether it's on a Wednesday. You know, um, those are the. So I, I guess I, I'm not. Again, I find myself at lack of good, a lack of good information to interject. So, mm. well, it's funny because I don't, uh, you know, I don't know any. You know, people always talk about dysfunctional childhoods and, and that type of stuff. I don't know anybody. Um, raised normally <laughs> for the most part. I mean, it's, you know, oh, all of my friends had, you know, their parents were disasters and broken homes and all that stuff. Um, well, you know, parents, what is it? The, the saying is 82% of all families are dysfunctional, which makes us normal. So we're the normal yeah, I mean, ones that's, now. That's, so. that's kind of the thing is it's just, you know, I don't, uh, I mean, you, you, know, you talk about disappearing. My grandmother, you, I mean, she raised us for the most part. And, um, I remember she bought me a watch because it, it wasn't, hey, be home by this time. It was, you can't come home before this time. So, you know, like, <laughs> you need to go out and play and you can, you know, do not come back before four o'clock. You know, so you weren't even allowed to come back in the house before four o'clock. You had to be out somewhere doing something, you know, oh, yeah. get out of my was- hair, go play, go have fun. You got a thousand cousins here you know, a million friends get the hell out of my house and go do something, you know? So it was, um, and it's like, you know, Joel said, I mean, I, you know, with, I mean, I have, uh, you know, find my friends app. I have all my kids on it, you know? So like I, I, I can literally pick up my phone at any point and know exactly where all three of my children are. 
you know it's like <laughs> so yeah via yeah. satellite let yeah. that sink in there for a moment yeah and that's you know my grandmother's like you know but so utica new york where i grew up um Ilian is i don't know how far but i rode my bike there once when i was like 15 and it's like a three-hour bike ride <laughs> to get from from utica to Ilian. and you know i'm just like a me and a couple of buddies are just riding our bikes you know, we, we rode Alien so that he could see this girl's house, the buddy of mine uh, that he liked. And then we rode back. Like, we were gone six, seven hours, like, riding our bikes on the interstates and all this stuff. And no one even knew we'd left. I mean, you know, just, I don't know, well, I was back, you know, after four. <laughs> so it's just ridiculous when you think about it. So, because I can't imagine doing that with my, like, you know. I can't imagine looking at any of my kids and be like, all right, get out of here. And I don't want to see you before four o'clock and not knowing what they're doing or who they're with. So yeah, different times. Yeah. And it, it, but, and is it though? I mean, I mean, that wasn't, I mean, I'm only 42. I mean, that would have been, I mean, 30 years ago, you know what I mean? Like, was it really that different 30 years ago? I mean, I know we have Facebook and podcasts and, you know, Insta, whatever the hell we do. But I mean, it's like, Thirty years ago was really that big of a difference. That's yeah. would you years would from you now not would you not be out of your mind if you're like to like how old's your middle daughter? Uh, twelve. Twelve to say to your twelve year olds, listen, here's a bike. Go. You you have these ten neighborhoods that you can be in, anywhere in between. Go out and play. I don't want to see you for the next six hours, and. Would you not be out of your mind at that point? Like, like to try to figure out she's okay, everything's cool. Uh, see, times were different back then. Back then, parents had a network. You know, you your parents knew all the friends that you were hanging out with. They, you know, they knew your parents. Oh God, no, they didn't. My my grandmother didn't know anybody. She just knew I wasn't in the house. I mean, that was oh jeez, <laughs> not not yeah. my world. My world, there was like six phone numbers right next to the phone, and you know, if they couldn't track you down for the with those six phone numbers, they mm. were you know. Well, I mean, dad, you had dad, the same. Dad friends. had his belt off, and he was looking for you within the trucks. So. Yeah, I mean, you you had your you know you had your group of friends you know and and. You know, you see that that meme online where you could tell if you know where everybody was by where you know what what yard all the bikes are in. But yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you, there was, I mean, she would go go, like just oh, yeah. go, and that was in you know my mother. My mother when she finally kind of got on her feet, she was working um, at night in as a nurse in the ER, and then she would sleep most of the day. Which you know, so she wasn't home at night. We were just kind of there <laughs> you know it's like you know you'd feed yourself some oreos for dinner or something and then you know grandma or grandpa would pick you up either from school or in the morning take you over and you stay there and then you just disappear from their house for a little while and then you know come back and it was just i you know i guess bad things just didn't happen to kids back then <laughs> apparently no, they, they so, did you know it's just not but, i don't think you know just we weren't act, we weren't privy to as much information as we are now. Oh yeah. Right. Well, you know the funny thing is in in the in the thing that you got to laugh about is the crime rate in the 70s, 60s, 70s and 80s was like I don't know the exact figure, but let's say it was like three times as bad. Right? In general, muggings, assaults, kidnappings, things like that than it is these days. The difference is 
we have network news and everything else that happens and all you hear about you could be in a rural town in the middle of missouri and all you'd hear about are all the deaths in the next biggest town you know mm-hmm. of this or that and so at some point i think people said you know these children are going to have to support me later in life i should probably keep more track of them than my car keys and so they started keeping, you know, more tabs on us. They started picking us up from the idea of doing car riders where you drop off your kid and you pick your kid up at school. My mom, when I said, you know, we got we to gotta go pick up John from school. My mom looked at me and said, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you know, the bus takes like 45 minutes. He's got to drive all over the place. The school's, you know, four and a half miles. She's like, you're going to go sit in line and pick up a child? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, huh, that's kind of interesting. The idea of my parents actually coming to the school for a good reason is blew my mom's mind. Like, they would only show up to school if my ass needed whooping. <laughs> you know, no, they, they're, you they're like... You didn't show up to school for that with us. They just, that, right. that, that was delegated... Yeah. My mom, same. That, yeah, you and I must have went to the same school then, like yeah. right. Well, no, usually like the after thing, like you have to, you have to get, you have to get out, you know. To, but but the you know it's it's my mom would either push us off into the bus, go and then you know do something. I'm assuming housework and go talk with her, you know, girlfriends, and they would occasionally bowl. I remember, and um. <laughs> And then she would begrudgingly accept me back when the big yellow bus came back from, from uh, the, you know, the school, the house. And that was it. I mean, that was, that was kind of parenting. Um, There's a few more things that were involved. But I, I remember very specifically, she was not particularly happy that summer came around. <laughs> yeah well that's i mean my parents i mean my father my father was different because we used to go to his house and we were basically indentured servants um because there was always a project that he was working on so you're either raking rocks or moving lumber or building roofs or you know making a deck or god knows what you know there was oh. just a, there was there was never a project that didn't have and you weren't you weren't dumb enough to use the term i'm bored you right. <laughs> telling my father you were bored was my, like strapping chains to your own back. You were my, like, "Oh, what did I just get myself into?" Mike, I swear, if my kids end up on a podcast, you know, twenty years from now, they're going to be telling the same story you're telling this oh, very yeah. minute. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell don't tell my father you're bored because he's yeah. got a he literally has a list on the back of a cabinet door that he's got as a to do list, and he just opened the cabinet up and be like, "Well, see, if we can get you done over here." Yeah. yeah. You did not tell him you were bored ever for any reason. <laughs> even, even if you were if you were bored to tears, you would shut up about it because you only made that mistake once. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't do that at my house either. You tell me you're bored, I'm like, I get excited. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're in luck. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. I got all did, kinds of I got all kinds of answers to this question you didn't ask. Did you guys bike everywhere? Oh like, yeah. Like I mean, I I don't know, Izzy. Did you did you bike a lot when you were? Uh, no, mostly road horse. I okay. don't even know you. Like <laughs> of, this course. Is like... <laughs> of course, of <laughs> course. Yeah, that's uh, 
that's I, I actually didn't have a uh, I couldn't have we didn't I couldn't afford a bike so I used to have a scooter that a friend of mine um, didn't want to use anymore so I used to ride you know the little like put one foot on it and then push with the other one so I used to ride that thing around so until I finally got a bike I, I mowed lawns for I don't remember how many summers to finally buy a 10 speed or something like that and then uh and when I got that, that's when that's when the real trouble. Then we were taking three hour bike rides to God knows where. But yeah, when I was in like between twelve to probably fourteen or fifteen, I was on a push scooter. <laughs> so yeah. keeping up with my friends on their huffies. It was a very embarrassing time for me. So, I, I think I, I must still have, have calf muscles had, the size of camels. You know, oh yeah, that's joy. I, I I must have biked a thousand miles every summer, probably twice that. You know, especially we just we we took our bikes everywhere and we were on them like six hours a day. It's like we were on a little biker gang. And <laughs> I, I guess I just realized that. But it's we you know, we rode the next city over was seven miles. We'd go there, you know, it, like you said, kind of like on the interstate. It wasn't quite the interstate, but it was I mean, it was a busy state road. Yeah. And just you'd see this little fat kid on his bike. And you'd see my tall, skinny friend, and we're like, "What are you doing?" And we're like, "We want to go to Mickey D's." And then I drive, you know, whatever I ate was completely burned off, you know, second mile, you know, mm. on the way back home. Huh? Yeah, crazy. You know, huh? it's funny that you met because there was um, there was a stretch where both my parents were in college at NMU, uh, where we we that we were there for what a year, year and a half on um, married. Uh, married campus they had like little you know housing for married uh, married people with families where we did ride quite a bit we rode a bike around the campus and that sort of thing but um yeah that's really about the only time in my life i remember really riding bike much I remember my dad brought home we had this old gray beat up chevy pickup he came home one afternoon it was probably 11 and um he had three bikes in the back that he picked up at uh like the antique store <laughs> so <laughs> Well, you know, of course, mine had the banana seat. You guys remember the banana seat? Oh, the oh that's awesome. Handlebars. Yeah. It was like that was like losing your virginity every time you went for a long ride. Yeah, or maybe so, I was doing that wrong. I don't it know. Was, yeah, you it were was probably like, doing that a little bit wrong. <laughs> but um, you know, I it, the, we had that around, but we lived on dirt roads. My, I mean, I grew up on a dirt road, and not a pleasant dirt road, a, a dirt dirt road. So it wasn't like riding a bike around was much fun. We could ride around the yard a little bit. Um, otherwise, it was walking or a horse. So, yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, for the three people that are still awake after us talking about our childhood, yeah, um, come on, <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Is there? Is there? Um, come back next week. We promise not to talk about our childhood very much. Yeah. <laughs> next week we'll talk about how to make a business out of duct tape and a pair of pliers. So, I, I would, I would actually like to to hear back from some of the listeners. Um, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram uh or facebook and and tell us like one of those memorable things of the holidays because everybody has that crazy story where you know like aunt sue was lighting a cigarette and her hair was so full of aquanet that it, you know burst into flame <laughs> or something you know tell us tell us because everybody has a funny story at least one funny story um and depending on how drunk your people were uh, you might have a lot so let us know a funny story of of how how the holiday season has treated you in the past because that that would be, that would be fun. 
That'd be fun. We have to share some of those stories. Well, we can share them next week and just kind of go through them. So, so we can change names if if required. Yeah, please let us know, and we'll probably just call everybody like Juicy or something just to make up a name. So, you know who I know who I've had has got some great Christmas stories. Who? He's on a podcast. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much everybody we know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I bet Bill Lutz, Bill Lutz, he had uh, like 60 brothers and sisters. I'm just thinking he has got to have some amazing Christmas stories. So. Yeah, we should probably get Lutz on here just to talk about Christmas. Yeah, I, Lutz is hilarious. I just watched his most recent cigar box. He's making basically guitars out of... <laughs> Anything that's rectangular or square in any way, shape, or, or form. Yeah, so. if it's not nailed down, he's making a guitar out of it. Yeah, so. he's going to, I mean, does he even know how to play the guitar? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've seen him strum like three chords, I think. You know, so yeah, he does. He does. I think he uh, he tunes those, uh, I think it's an open G, and uh, uses a slide on it, and he's got good tone. I've, I've heard him play a few times. Yeah, he's uh, watching his videos. Every time he posts a video, I smile before I even start watching it. Yeah, if you guys haven't followed him uh, on YouTube, just do, uh, uh, I think it's, uh, search for William Lutz. Uh, there's on only YouTube. one. You'll know when you found him. Yeah, you'll know. <laughs> yeah, he, he if will there's make a, you If smile. there's a crazy mop head and a lizard involved, you found the right guy. Yeah, yeah. that's probably true. That's, um, and if he's wearing sleeves, you've, you've definitely found the wrong one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Him and, him and Izzy are on the sleeve boycott. <laughs> so, but, um, well, I, you know, coming up on about an hour here, um, probably is good of time to sort of wrap things up. But if, uh, yeah, to Joel's point, if you guys have any funny Christmas or holiday stories, whatever you celebrate, you know, I don't, you know, I don't even know what we're allowed to say anymore. Not that I care, but, um, you know, anything, uh, any holiday stories, Christmas stories, Hanukkah, whatever the hell you're into. Um, Easter, go for the Easter. Uh, whatever you're into uh yeah just uh shoot us a message on uh, instagram facebook whatever the case may be um you know tell us something funny we'll uh we'll share it with the the whole audience next time like i said we'll we'll change your name even if you don't ask us to so we'll keep you uh keep you from being hurt <laughs> so but um joel uh tell the tell the kind folks again uh even though we did it exhaustively at the beginning uh where they can find you I want to talk about an amazing, amazing maker instead of myself. Oh, I just Izzy? watched. Oh. Yeah, of course, Izzy uh, is Izzy is always Clark. first on that list. <laughs> However, Paul Jackman, who has been amazing <laughs> at at a thousand different things, including probably uh, probably holds the record for personally making uh, Adirondack chairs. Uh, he is uh, a genius. And he just made the coolest leg lamp that every lady should appreciate ever. It is a, it's a 10 minute video and it's amazing. And he goes through the whole process of taking butcher block and shaping and carving it into this much more masculine leg than any man should be allowed to have. Did he publish that video yet? Or he that... he just published it. Oh, just I get... just so like you know, he, an I hour ago. Him, I had to send him pictures of my leg to model after that, just so you guys. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, because uh-huh. yeah. yeah, he had yeah. a. Because um, I I I'm 
I'm uh, on his Patreon thing, so I always see his videos come out a little early. He he so. just launched it. Okay. And and I know he had some. He's been doing. Uh, he's been working with the Carolina Booth folks, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna even take the time to pull up uh, his YouTube page so I can. Give well, you, you can the find insight. everything at JackmanWorks.com. Yeah. His website, but he's the thing. Paul is actually, I mean, he's he's an incredibly smart guy, but he is he is subtly funny. Like he, you don't realize he's slipping jokes at you until you just next thing you're just laughing along and you don't know really where that came from. But he's very soft spoken and he's like very sort of gentle demeanor and he's like this you know rough looking guy, goatee. You know, he looks like he's <clears throat> he'd fit perfectly in a biker gang, and uh, you know he's just got this real sort of interesting tone to him and he's but he's friggin hysterical like he's just everything about him is hysterical so um yeah jackman works will take you to all the places that you want to you would want to see him so yeah it's his it's his his take on the uh the uh fragile lamp and and let me just say from a business standpoint i bought a set of his plans Actually, I bought all of his plans. Um, I just went on his website one day, and I was like, I don't need any of this shit, but let me just give him all the money. Um, and he sends updates regularly with updated plans. Anytime he makes a change or an improvement, he gives them to you for free. So That's like, awesome. It, you invest a little bit into him, and then he just keeps pouring back into you. It's He's just an amazing guy that way. I mean, it's just no, no one does that. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. So good call out, Joel. L. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for him to, to get the viral going on that one. Yeah, that thing is sexy, but uh, yeah, Izzy. Yes. Uh, what would you like to uh, promote, uh, either for yourself or some other fool? <laughs> you know, I hadn't given it much thought this week. I'm coming here. I'm coming a little bit empty-handed today, guys. Oh, that's fine. Uh, um, IzzySwan.com. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, uh, you know, everybody, most people know where to find me. And, you know, By the way, yeah, go to Izzy Swan. If you aren't a member of Toolmasters, um, even if you just get in there like for the Facebook group, I know that there's all kinds of discounts and stuff, and, and that's all really a big deal. I did, you just worked out one with uh, Inventables for the X-Carve, didn't you? Do you remember seeing that right? Yeah, Inventables. Yep. We have a new division of lumber supplying coming on board. Um, we have all, there's, the new year is going to bring down the house. I'm just, I'll say, let me put it that way. Yeah. It's pretty. So awesome yeah, that's uh, you. You definitely want to. You'd want to sign up for that if you aren't already. But the, uh, I mean, even just being a member of the Facebook group, the, the amount of talented individuals in one place, um, is staggering. Like that's just. I've basically gotten to the point with Facebook where I just go to the groups and just kind of, you know, look through because otherwise it's you know somebody screaming about Trump or not screaming about Trump or, God knows yeah. what else is happening other. But uh, this just. The, the collective of people that are sort of in that 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 hive mind there you know you someone will post the dumbest question in the world and they'll have 50 serious answers in two minutes and you're like holy shit I didn't think anything right. like <laughs> yeah the nice so. thing about the nice the nice thing about our group is it's a, there's a paywall so you have to be fairly serious about you know being involved and um, not a lot of baloney going I mean there's a little there's it's fun there's a little rhetoric yeah. but uh, right, right said that wrong but um uh, so th- that's kind of the advantage of having a paywall there. And we have a lot of really talented professionals um, that use our tool discounts all the time and that are active on the Facebook group. So mm-hmm. 
if you have a question, you can get it answered. And in fact, I just, I, I myself am working on a, a machine for a, a company. I have to make these little uh, square, um, they're square plugs to go over screws, but they have a round head or a rounded overhead. And, I'm, and I, I need to make um, like six zillion of them. So I am designing a machine that does it automatically. Uh, now I have them. I know a guy that's pretty good at mechanical stuff, but as far as motor controls and, and linear actuator control systems and stuff like that, I'm not so hot at. So I, I asked over there, and there were several guys in the group that knew exactly what I was looking for and uh, pointed me in a, re- a lot, whole lot of really good directions. So that's that's just the kind of folks we have over there. Mm-hmm. Can I can I ask a quick question? Sure. These square pegs with rounded heads. Yeah. Uh, they wouldn't be made out of ebony, would they? Uh, some of them are. Some are made out of snake wood. Some are made out of uh, walnut. That would be very green and green of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is more for barnwood furniture. Right. Um, but you, yeah, it's, it's the same gist. I'm, I'm basically making the, the, uh, the green and green pegs. Uh, but sure. I need to, I'm building a machine that does it automatically because I get paid 15 cents a piece for these things. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to pay somebody to stand there and operate a machine when I can push a button and the machine can do it. So. Hmm. Wow, I got to change my whole business plan now. What? I'm just saying, I hire people to stand there and do stuff all the time. I could have a machine do that? There are things that you have to hire people to stand there. Oh, that's, there that's true. I do, I do have some very talented craftsmen, and they would probably be a little ashamed and mad that I just compared them to a button-pushing machine. Yeah. So... No, but, right. um, anyway, so yeah, thank you, Mike, for the shout out for the Toolmasters. We're very proud of it. We've got some great companies. We have some great people, and as you should the, be. The New Year's is the New Year's is going to bring a lot of really cool stuff. Classes are coming back full force. Um, we've got some, you know, I, I think I haven't done a real good job of promoting some of the people that we've had teach classes. Like we've had some, you know, like for instance, Robbie Vina came in and did a class on on small business. Um, you know. He is the largest rustic furniture mover in the world. Nobody nobody sells more rustic furniture than he does or moves more rustic furniture than he does. No one. Yeah, that was an awesome class. You know, and I I don't, you know, I don't know how to come. I don't want to come off sounding over the top about it, but we have that kind of caliber of people coming in to teach classes. We'll have Paul Akers in this year who wants fast cap. We've got a couple other really big names that I'm not allowed to say out loud right now because mm. of branding and all that stuff, which I, which I can talk about a, you know, a couple weeks before the class. I will say one of them owns a very large guitar company. Um, that's all about as far as I can go with that. Um, we have guys like Joel who are super talented on the, on the you know, like with photography and, and stuff like that that come on board. Uh, we've got guys... Like Brian Benham, who's just a master at making plans. He makes plans for the Wood Whisperer. He makes all my plans now. He comes in and teaches that kind of stuff. So we've got all this really solid stuff that we're putting out there. And uh, we're trying to do it as far as, as, you know, as inexpensively as possible. We wanted to make it accessible to everybody. Um, and on top of all that, we have all the dual discounts, and there's more good stuff coming. So, you know, it's just the way we, we're going to roll over there and keep trying to grow it that way and make it a bigger, better, better thing for the community. So thank you for giving me this time to plug Toolmasters, guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's a, I can't uh, believe it's only $90 a month. Yeah. I know. Six, $60 a year or six ninety nine a month. 
No, no, we'll, ninety dollars a month. You have to ninety dollars a month. Joel or me first. Yep. And we'll take care of making yep. sure your membership is handled. <laughs> you hear that, guys? You better join quick <laughs> before these guys get control of it. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the outside sales representatives. We always tack on a little extra for our time. Well, <laughs> you know, somebody's got to pay for the hookers and blow. And of course, <laughs> we don't really invest that much time, so it's a uh, right. it's really a crying shame. But um, yeah, guys. Where can where can they find you, Miyagi Mike? Um, I'm on uh, maybe I've said too much. dot com. Uh, you can look us up on the uh, internets. We're on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Maybe Podcast. Um, send us your funny stories, uh, Christmas, holidays, whatever the hell it is, uh, childhood memory you'd like to share. Um, we're happy to get them. Uh, and again, I you know just. Uh, not to not to belabor the point too much, but uh, you know if, if you're one of those people that this is a rough holiday season, um, if you're you know if, if you're having a tough time and, and you know you, you don't feel like you have enough outlets, you know feel free to reach out to to any of us. Um, you know hit us up on all the social media stuff. Um, we we enjoy a good conversation. Um, you know even even ones that are tough to have. So if you just need a friend or just need somebody to talk to, you know definitely reach out to us. Let us know. Um, you know, if you are somebody who's in a real good spot, reach out to some folks that you haven't talked to in a while. They may not be, um, you know, feel free to just go through the Rolodex and just start dialing people that you haven't talked to in a bit. They, you know, they might be in a bad spot and might really love to hear from you. So, but, um, that's all for tonight. Thank you guys very much. I know this was a little bit of a weird one. Sorry for the rambling on, but honestly, at this point. You should be used to the rambling on. And, uh, I think we've said it's a, been a weird one for the last like five episodes. I think 25 episodes is yeah. <laughs> kind probably of a about weird right. one. So if you're listening to this, you're probably a weird one too. And welcome. We love the company. So, uh, But you guys, uh, yeah, check us out on the internet. Uh, maybe I've said too much.com at maybe podcast all over the place. Give us some messages. And uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. Good night, everybody. Good night.